springtime and hiking is the subject matter that we're talking about here on the Carolina Outdoors. And where better to talk about it than the confines of Jesse Brown's Outdoors, where we hang our hats, Wes Lawson and Bill Barty. Bill, people are getting out, whether it's here locally through the Carolina Thread Trails or they're getting ready to head out west to Moab and Points West. But the real joy this time of year is through hiking or section hiking the Appalachian Trail. And, of course, Bill, we are right on Appalachian Trail Days up in Damascus, Virginia. Exactly. So a little bit later on in this segment, we're going to talk to Alan Morton again, Mm -hmm. Fix-It Man. Uh, We had him on Eastern Outdoor Sales. We had him on a few weeks ago. You can go back and listen highlights of the Carolina Outdoors to hear about the trail community on the Appalachian Trail. But this is a big celebration. As you can find there, we're going to talk to him in just a moment. But um, of the festivities that are going on in Trail Town, USA, and what that community has going on. So, Wes, let me get my paperwork here to mention this. Why are we talking about Damascus being Trail Town, Mm. USA? It's because it has seven nationally known trails that intersect within the town limits um, of Damascus, Virginia, which is a small town of less than 1,000 people. Now, some of the trails that are included in that, the Virginia Creeper Trail, yep, that's which a good is one. it's a great uh, it's a great family trail, uh, rails to trail um, area that goes from White Top Laurel high up uh, on the outskirts of town, 17 miles up the mountain, down into downtown Damascus, and then onward 17 more miles to Abingdon, Virginia. Uh, so you can do any section of that on bicycle or hiking it's best known as a bicycle trail Mm -hmm. Um, if you go from white top laurel to damascus you don't even have to pedal you just ride easy i like that because if you had to go the other way that'd be a little rough damascus is a great little town though bill and this event is phenomenal especially if the through hikers hit it on their timing Hey, we're heading back to Damascus, Virginia, Trail Town, USA, because this weekend, Trail Days is going on, and we want to find out a lay of the land. Now, if you don't know this, check highlights of the Carolina Outdoors, the podcast, because a few weeks ago, we went into the environments of hiking the Appalachian Trail with our friend Alan Morton. We're going to head back up there. We found out his trail name is Fix-It Man. So without further ado, let's jump in and find out what's happening in Damascus, Virginia during trail days. Alan, how is it out there? Well, welcome everybody to the 35th anniversary of Appalachian Trail Days, the world's largest backpacking event. And hikers are in town. The campground opened this morning at 9 o'clock, and they've been flowing in here steadily all day long. And it looks like it's going to be a great day today. Tomorrow we're looking a little overcasty and some rain over the weekend, but we got a lot of fun things planned. So when all these hikers come out of the woods and the woodwork, what are they hoping to find when they get to trail days in Damascus? Cold beer, good hot food, <laughs> and some of them actually will go get a hot shower, believe it or not. And and, and there are all kinds of events. We've got, you know, gear repair entertainment what's the draw for the rest of us well uh here at our area we've got sponsored by big agnes we're doing the stuff the sleeping bag contest that we've done for several years and that's based on time and the fastest person to stuff it 
uh, is the winner, and they win a $200 sleeping bag. We've got Crazy Creek, and we're doing musical chairs twice a day where we play music. And just like when you're a kid, you circle around the chair until the last one's standing. And Backpacker Magazine set up next to us. He has the big gear giveaway on Saturday afternoon. Uh, we got the Hiker Talent Show Saturday afternoon and the big parade on Saturday. So it's a, it's a fun time with a lot of cool events. And I believe you can go to Damascus.org. Um, let me check our manual real quick here. It's got the full schedule online of every event and everything happening here. It's visit Damascus.org forward slash trail days. All right, Alan, if I if 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 a hiker, a through hiker wins that backpacker giveaway, do they have to leave with their winnings <laughs> or, or, or are they going to pick that up in, well, in Maine? How's that going to work? I'll tell you, Randy's Randy's got a lot. Randy Propster from Backpacker Magazine does the Get Out More Tour, and he has got all kinds of cool stuff um, that he's doing here. And I'm more than happy to put him on with us as well if you want to. Well, I guarantee you that if, if if Randy enters into the into the stuff the sleeping bag contest, he's going to win. That guy can pack a car or a van like nobody's business. <laughs> yes, you're right. Randy knows how to pack things really well. Alan Morton, we learned from you that your trail name is Fix It Man. I mentioned that fixing packs, boots, other gear for all the through hikers and hikers that are coming through. What's the uh, uh, biggest or, or most continuous gear problem that are people are talking to you about or having you help them fix? Two things come to mind continuously every year. There's your holes either in the fly or on the floor of a tent or mosquito netting, and the other one is broken poles. And uh, then the third one would be the worn-out shock uh, cord that's inside of a tent pole. I think a lot of folks don't really understand, including a through hiker, until they're out there experiencing the world, that what they do in five to six months on this trail is what the rest of us take a lifetime to abuse on gear. So it's it's helping them to understand, hey, those shoes may not make it. Hey, that tent may not make it. Hey, that pack may not make it. Take care of your stuff. So that's why here in Damascus at mile marker 465, we try to evaluate and fix people's stuff so they make it all the way north to Katahdin. Well, it sounds like you covered a little bit about of my next question because uh, as these people, as Wes said, come out of the woods, the number one thing they want is a cold beer. Of course, they've got that shower. Uh, we've come out of the p- pandemic, or we're coming out of, it seems, the pandemic uh, that's uh, affected hikers even for the past two years. It definitely affected trail days. What's the over- overall spirit of the hikers once they get that shower, that cold beer, that piece of pizza, and then meet Fix-It Man? They, they're they all in good spirits. I've got to admit, last year and this year both, people seem to be happier, calmer, more respectable, um, not as demanding. And, and I think people are learning now that taking care of gear is essential. Uh, taking care of your body and your feet is essential. And I, and I think people are learning from each other out here a lot better than we've seen in the past few years. So it, it's, it's a nice breath of fresh air to see a smile on somebody's face uh, when they walk up and say, hey, are you fix-it man? Can you fix my, you know, and of course what they want repaired is in the campgrounds. And I just sit with a smile and listen and I go, well, 
I'm a tent mechanic. I've got to open the hood and look what's underneath first. So bring it on up. <laughs> bring it over there. Set it back up. Last question, Alan. How is the crowd? Um, it's looking like we're moving back to being on tap for a normal pace with a normal group of people. Um, I, I work in conjunction with the chief of police here and uh, the town and mayor's office, and we're all expecting one of our better trail days. Um, last year set the tone. All the hikers went to bed early. It looks like it's already starting again this year. But everyone's just having a nice time during the day and relaxing and going to bed at night. Well, the- and it's the group looks healthy. Um, I'm here in good spirits, and it just looks like another great fun year up here. Fantastic. Uh, Fix It Man, Alan Morton from Eastern Sales, thank you for jumping in here. Eastern Outdoor Sales, thank you for jumping back in with the outdoor guys here on the Carolina Outdoors. Well, Brother Bill Barty and Jesse Brown, thank you for everything you guys do for everybody down in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that's our report from Alan Morton in Damascus, Virginia. Of course, Wes, we have these people that are coming in in preparation for the section hikes you mentioned earlier or the through hikes. Now, normally they start in late February or mm-hmm. March before this uh, trek begins. I like the way you ask Alan, though, um, what are these people looking forward to the most as they come out of those woods? Well, and you got a good, honest answer, too. Um, those are some pretty necessary things. You know, you're not going to pack some of that stuff with you, especially uh, a couple of cool ones, but they want those calories and that taste. You know, you eat enough dehydrated food, you're going to crave all kinds of things. But those folks who hit it on time, their departure from Springer Mountain and up, they've had a pretty good year so far. The weather's been pretty mild. That's a good thing. Um, and this is just a great almost halfway point to kind of reset and reevaluate, check on your gear, give your feet a break, and like he said, get a shower. So logistics are a big part of planning a through hike for sure. You have to know where your food drops are going to be, where you're going to, um, where your idea of staying in a shelter or camping mm-hmm. along the way is, where your off days, where you take a zero day, where that may be. So logistics and pre-planning these types of trips are very important. But Wes, as you and I know at Jesse Browns and JesseBrowns.com. Not everyone is planning ahead. Right. And that's where the importance of gear and boots and clothing and their maintenance and repair are very important. So if you are a procrastinator, like many of us, you may be getting that tent out for the first time for spring right now in the month of May. And you may find out that there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Maybe this seems unstitched or that window's unglued. Or that, so you don't have a fix-it man like Alan Morton at, at hand. We sell a lot of those things that will help you do a DIY or, or self-repair. Well, you know, and, and through hikers love to talk about how they can cut weight, but if I could add maybe three ounces to their pack, two products, one's going to be a Gore-Tex patch kit, the other's going to be some sort of aqua seal. We can fix boots, jackets, rain flies, tent floors, packs, you name it, for a couple dollars and a couple of ounces, and you're going to be a much happier camper for the next couple of months. Maybe you're not camping and those boots are just kind of falling apart or that tent seam has come undone. We can help you get that stuff back out there, or we can help you replace it too. But, you know, a lot of this stuff has life left in it, and products from GearAid can definitely save the day. 
So when does the life, is the life not left in it? Let's put forth that question when it's time to call it quits. We've talked about this topic of, of gear often on this program, and I'll, I'll bring it up. There's a couple of different um, terms, and I can't get into the scientific naming, but we'll call it closet rot mm-hmm. or dry rot. Many of our listeners know exactly what I'm talking about, but it may be an item that does not get used a lot. Um, it still looks pristine even, maybe, but the sole suddenly falls off or a, a glued piece mm-hmm. comes unglued. That's a chemical reaction oftentimes, yep. and um, and the delim- delamination happens. Is that repairable? Yes and no, and it really does depend on the boot, uh, how the boot was constructed, how the sole is attached, and then just how bad this uh, boot cancer is. In some cases, if it's a clean separation, yeah, we can we can apply adhesive pressure and time, and we're back in business. Some would need a whole new sole. Others, it's time to move on. It just depends on the boot and how it's built. If it's just a chunk off the heel, you can actually rebuild that with a, a Gear-Aid product. But closet rot is as bad as a 1,000 miles on the trail. So, <laughs> yes. you know, people will say, I've only worn these boots three times over the course of a decade, and they've been put away wet every time. Bad things are going to happen along those seams, typically. Um, so just taking a little bit of time to care for your gear. Raincoats are another one, Bill. We see a lot of this for raincoats and tents. When the, the inside of that product begins to flake, mm, yes, looks like it's got sunburn, it's peeling or dandruff. When that happens, we're, we're looking at getting a new product. If that hasn't happened, it's usually you know, reapply, like wash, cleaning it, and then applying a durable water repellent coating, uh, checking those seams. So yeah, those are the two we see the most of boot delaminations and jacket or tent delaminations. The voice you hear right there, Wes Lawson, GM of Jesse Brown's Outdoors here in Charlotte. I'm Bill Barty from Jesse Brown's as well. Wes, staying on that topic of raincoat. And for our listeners earlier in the segment, we talked to Alan Morton, Fix-It Man from Trailtown USA. Trail Days is going on in Damascus, Virginia. This is the Carolina Outdoors, but we are always willing to cross state lines Mm -hmm. to talk about um, hiking and outdoor sports. Staying on the theme of raincoats, though, because that is one of the most uh, important pieces of gear that a hiker can have, Yep. uh, especially in springtime and summertime where outerwear can oftentimes be overlooked and thought unnecessary. We still at Jesse Brown say that it is necessary. It just does not have to be heavy. But oftentimes you'll see a high-dollar raincoat, a, yep. a really uh, premium coat. We sell a lot of the best brands at Jesse Brown's and jessebrowns.com. You can check those out. But you will see that jacket sticking to its wearer. Yep. It looks like it's not um, – it looks like it's leaking yep. or, or matting against them. That is something that we have on hand at Jesse Brown's that uh, allows washing and treatment that brings back the brings back the vibrancy of the water repellency or waterproofedness. Yeah, a lot of people will come in with a jacket and say, you know, I, I'm getting wet. It's 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 broken. And in most cases, the first question is, have you ever washed the jacket? And almost always, no, I didn't know I could. Yeah, you you can. We want to use a certain kind of gear wash. It's a mild detergent on a gentle cycle with all the zippers zipped up. Wash it and then tumble dry on a low heat setting for at least 10 minutes to reactivate the original 
DWR. If that still doesn't do it, we have a wash that includes the DWR or a spray. Mm-hmm. It's very easy. It's going to keep that jacket going for years and years, but it does happen to almost all modern textile jackets, just like with the old wax cotton. Every so often, you've got to reapply wax to a wax cotton jacket. Same thing. So just some some annual sort of routine maintenance and you're back in business. I'm curious. I'm always curious about this, but apparently at the factory, and this goes from the um, you know, $50 jacket to the $350 jacket that you use for hiking and outer, outdoors things, no matter what it is, um, those are at the factory set by heat. And if you put some heat to the jacket after washing, after putting or spraying on the treatment, um, that heat, small amounts of it, but it brings back what is uh, at the factory, that mm-hmm. set, that repellency, kind of like Rain-X for your windshield of your car where it just beads up and falls away. The same with your raincoat. Yeah, just just low heat in the dryer or, or moving a hair dryer back and forth, and life's good. You know, Bill, we have all kinds of other things to help fix your gear, whether it's waders and wading boots and tents and tent stakes and tent poles and all that kind of stuff. If you have any issues with that, come on by. We're happy to help. Uh, If you don't want to do it, we can do it for you. And if we can't do it, guess who can? The manufacturer (laughs) will help you out. There's plenty of life left in your gear, I think. That's Wes Lawson. I'm Bill Barty. We're going to take a quick break and come back on the other side of the Carolina Outdoors.